Welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get started. Straight from New York. Yo, yo, this handsome ass. Yo, yo, ah, now. Tune in to Al Joe the Funk Master. Watch your grill, yoga, knock out cold fast. And talking shit, now we talking facts. Where the man are off the back. You in trouble, came to burst your bubble. I don't shelter punches. They find home on your mind about a devil. It's the weekly scraps. You don't need a map. GPS, I'm right here to lead a dash. The world doesn't know it needs, but I grow disease. Planet, fuck a name and the fame. Only legacy remains. Remember the name, how Jermaine Sterling uh, It ain't shit, it ain't shit Motherfucker What's up guys, welcome back to the weekly scraps We are coming up on UFC 274 But first, UFC Vegas at the Apex Vegas 53, I think that was the number But Marlon Vera versus Rob Font craziness. Um, but before we get into that, uh, quick recap. I actually got on the mats for the first time. Did two rounds of jujitsu, then like half a round of wrestling drilling um, with this kid, uh, Kai Akasora, um, a Japanese fighter, well-renowned over there, very, very popular, huge YouTube channel. Cool dude. Um, a lot smaller than I thought he would have been when I watch him on like Ryzen. I, I just thought he was a lot bigger, and when I saw him in person, I was like, "Where's like, where's the rest of you?" But um, tall dude, he's I think he was actually taller than me, but just very thin and light. Um, cool dude. He he's leaving here. He's training here, Syndic MMA. He's leaving here to go back to Japan, I believe, uh, May twelfth. He's is what he said. So when they said that, I was kind of like, ah, oh, I thought you would have been here for a while longer, so maybe we could have trained in June when I really start getting back on the mats and stuff. So I told him I'll come down Saturday, but we had a crazy-ass night, the Tiger event, um, a couple of, who else performed? No, no one else performed, but we had the Jabberwockies, they showed up, we thought they were about to do something crazy, but they just kind of like got the crowd hype, and then they bounced, and then uh, maybe an hour later, Tiger came out, maybe an hour and a half later, Tiger came out. Did a couple songs. That was fun. I haven't been to an actual concert in so long. Like, that was actually a cool experience to just be literally right next to the DJ booth and getting to vibe out with that. I thought that was dope. Um, didn't get to talk to him or anything like that. But it was just cool, man. Like, just being in that type of ambience. I don't like nightclubs. I really don't. Um, I only go because most of the time they're comped or whatever. And people invite me out. But for the most part, I would much rather go to a bar that plays hip-hop music and I can still kind of have a conversation and not scream at the top of my voice in order for you to hear me. And then by the time we leave the nightclub, it's four or something in the morning and we have no voice. That's not really that fun for me at this age. When I was a lot younger, dude, I would do that all day long. Like, I would love to do that. Like, that was like something we were hyped to do. And it's like, couldn't wait to do because it was something that's very expensive and... You know, you want to feel like a bowler sometimes. You get your own section, your boys, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, so that's always cool to do that once in a while. But this, obviously, you couldn't beat the the, seat, the, the seating that we had. So we definitely took advantage of that. And uh, they count one bottle, the second bottle. So this was also at Hakkasan. So we had a great time. Either way, we had a great time. The second bottle we had to pay for, um, which is okay, man. I mean, between a, a couple of guys, we split it up a couple of different ways and we're all good. Um, I'm not the type of dude that you're going out with that's going to say, no, 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 I'm going to buy the section, the 5K section minimum or the 10K section minimum and say like, hey, guys, don't worry about it. I got this. Uh, we don't get paid that much. We get paid good money, but it's not that much. 
that's something that maybe I could do in the future if things actually do change at some point. So for now, hey man, we gotta piece this up. And I'll take like the the brunt of it, like more of the expense. But outside of that, it's kinda like it's good to have nice friends that are willing to chip in and still like help take care of the things and not like be moochers or leeches. Cause if I felt that, I wouldn't hang out with these people. But it is what it is. But yeah, we had a great time, got the train at Syndicate, we, I rolled, did that, and then I did a couple rounds of sparring, because I was just like, this would probably be good, since I'm already sweating, get the, the alcohol out of my system, and just feel better, and I felt so much better after, I felt like a brand new person, I was like, dude, my body was craving an actual workout to really just purge itself, and I probably did eight, three minute, no, maybe like six three minute rounds, um, did one with Kai, did one with his 45-pounder, uh, Hasa Sakai, something like that, Soto Sakai, Soto Sakai, I don't know, 45 is actually really good, so I rolled one round with him, rolled one round with uh, Kai, and then we did a, one round each sparring, I did like a couple with Marab, I did one with um, Jordan, 145-er in the UFC over at Syndicate, and then I moved with somebody else. And then there was the one chick, the other Japanese fighter, who actually speaks English, who does the brunt, the most of the translation. She's 19, and she's specializes in karate. So I moved around with her, um, but she was actually small and quick. So you know, I had to hit her with a couple shots here and there, not too hard, obviously. Um, but it was cool. She, I think, she had a fun experience. And for me to get to work with those guys to see high level striking from Kai and from that other guy who's also a judo black belt, um, it was cool. So just to get on the mats, try not to get hurt by doing too much, but especially being dehydrated, I was like, dude, I woke up in the morning and Marab was like, I could be there in 15 minutes, and I'm just like, oh. Now, it, mind you, this is like at 10 o'clock, he's texting me, and I'm like, I'm going to need a little bit longer if I'm going to make it out of bed because I was like, I texted Shu, and I told him I'm not going to make it. I'm going to just chill. I'm a little hungover. Well, a lot of bit hungover and exhausted because we didn't get home to like four something and we didn't go to bed till like 5 30 in the morning so it was a late late night um or early morning <laughs> and then we got to sleep for like three four hours if that and then to go wake up gather myself to go work out that was pretty tough but i'm glad i did it i was just worried about getting injured so the the theme for me was like just don't get into any crazy positions don't overextend yourself and do anything wacky one twos nice and clean don't be throwing all wide hooks where is exactly how I tore my bicep tendon back in 2016 going on a drinking binge, ridiculous bender after my first loss to Brian Caraway, And I threw a, a hook all the way out. And as soon as it connected, it just popped. You know, so that was on the back of my mind because I just didn't want that to happen. Because I do have a slight bicep tendon tear grade one in my left bicep, which was before the fight. And it's, it, I think it might have gotten a little worse after the fight. But once I warm up, I start to feel a little bit better, and then things are a little bit more chill, and I'm a, I am feel better doing stuff. Shout out to J-Rock. He had his event at Stitch um, over at the Cosmopolitan Hotel. He had us down. We kind of got there a little bit late. Shout out to Barry's. They took care of us. We had a great dinner for myself, my fiance, Rebecca. Um, Rob came out, and uh, Taekwondo guy Jake, he came out too. He filmed and documented the whole thing, so we got footage of, of all that, the food that came out, the appetizers. The whole experience was cool. Chef Barry took us to the back room, um, took pictures back there, brought the belt in. They escorted us in, escorted us out because things started to get a little bit crazy. I'm like, dude, I got to head over to Stitch. I got to show love to those guys. 
So I, I'm, I'm like getting pulled in all kinds of directions, not like um, in a negative way, but for me to get my rounds in while I'm here to, to go say hello to everybody that takes care of us and, you know, show love for like their events and things like that. So that's, that's kind of the way I am. So um, I'm glad that we were able to do that. Then we made it over to Hakkasan that night and then, yeah, got the train in the morning. Crazy ass whirlwind, it feels like. Now for this card, UFC... Uh, Vegas 53. We're going to talk about the main event, obviously. But before we do that, guys, make sure you go check out the YouTube channel. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Check out the vlogs from all the behind-the-scenes stuff that we're doing. And we got some stuff that's coming up. We're going to be doing some featured vlogs, going to restaurants, checking out the specials, checking out the ambiance, the music, all that, the decor. And um, that's all going to be incorporated into the vlogs. Uh, we got Jake Taekwondo guy out here, so he's going to be helping me do all that stuff. And he's been doing a great job. We actually just bought a brand-new camera, upgraded and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what the footage is going to look like on this because this thing is extra crispy. And uh, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So, guys, go check that out. That's going to be cool. AljamainStone.com if you want to get my T-shirt that says part-time actor, full-time champ, baby, on sale. Um, Marlon Vera, Rafan, great fight. Now, I'm going to break down a couple of things and point out the obvious. This was not an MMA fight. This was a straight-up kickboxing fight with a couple of instances where the fight hit the ground because Rob Font got dropped, got hurt, that type of thing. But for the most part, 90% of this fight was happening and dictated on the feet. There wasn't much clinch work. There wasn't much grappling work. And that's fun. And that's fine. I love watching fights like that. Um, I thought both guys looked great. They they brought it. Now, rounds one, Rob Font looked great. Combinations, feeling the jab, finding a, a home for his his combinations, his strikes, looking to land that right hand to the body over and over, which he did a great job with. Cheeto Vera attacking that calf kick. You can see some swelling relatively early on Rob Font within that first after that first round because uh, Cheeto wasn't doing much, but he was staying in there, taking the shots, weathering the storm, and landing those calf kicks, which eventually pays their dividends as the fight goes on. Round two, Rob Font comes out doing the same exact thing, looking great, picking up the combinations, and you could tell he's starting to take over, take control of the fight. And then at the end, with about 30 seconds left, he gets clipped, gets dropped, almost looks like the fight's going to be stopped, and Marlon Vera comes back and steals the round in a huge way. Put the beats on Rob Font at the end of the round after Rob was looking so phenomenal, clean, and crisp, looking like he was going to run away with the fight because Cheeto wasn't like doing much other than shelling up and trying to throw the calf kicks where he could. I mean, he threw a couple front kicks and the, the head kicks and stuff that were getting blocked in, the, in that round. But for me, Rob was dictating that, that round, dictating the pace at where they were fighting, and then, again, he got caught with a big shot, got dropped, and... That was a tell. That was the story of that round. Round three, Rob Font comes back, rebounds great. I'm like, this guy made a great recovery, doing more so the same exact thing that he did in rounds two and one. Then gets dropped again. And now his face, you can just see he's starting to change little by little. And you can see him wearing the, the, the huge damage from those shots and um, those fight-ending strikes that he's managed to survive from in rounds two and he managed to survive from in rounds three. Now, same exact thing, Rob landing beautiful combinations, finding a, a home for that right hand to the body, uh, always utilizing the jab and fighting right behind it, one, two, straight down the middle, 
and chasing. The one thing I will say, he he needs to start cutting people off as opposed to kind of just chasing you around the jab, around the cage. But outside of that, he looked great. Um, besides those 30 seconds that he got dropped in rounds two and round three. Cheeto, tough dude, beautiful kicks. The spinning hook kick that he, the, not the spinning hook kick, the step-in hook kick that he hit Rob with that looked like it might have broke Rob's orbital it, uh, orbital bone. It didn't look like it landed with that much impact, but that's the thing. The heel of the bone is said to be the hardest bone in the human body. You land that, doesn't matter how hard you really throw it. You land it in a good spot when a guy doesn't think that that's the attack that's coming where they don't see it. Those are the strikes that hurt the most, and I'm going to always say that um, because it's true. When he lands that, now I'm like, Okay, I can't see how Rob is getting back into this fight with his gas tank slowing. Well, I mean, I don't want to say his gas tank was slowing down, but everything, the momentum shift, um, it just seemed like Cheeto was taking over and Cheeto was building confidence. And Rob wasn't really discouraged. He was still staying in there fighting the good fight. But at the same time, it just didn't look like he was going to be able to really recover from all that damage and Cheeto's face wasn't really wearing it at all. I mean, Rob did try to pick up the calf kicks and try to start doing that and, and add those into the piggy bank in the third round and even in the fourth. But it was one of those a little too late. Like, you need to give this man pain because he is showing pain all over your face, you know? Uh, it was It was a good fight. Cheeto did some really good things. He showed some some solid striking with his hands. Um, he showed great defense with the shell, kind of a, taking a page out of Piotr Jan's book. Whether or not that's going to be super effective against a guy who he can't drop at the end of the round, it could be a different fight. And again, all credit to Cheeto. He looked phenomenal. I thought he fought like a man possessed, fought like a man on fire, a man on a mission, and it just shows how deep this division is. Uh I think he is a problem for anyone in this top 10 right now. And uh, even myself, I think he he poses some some interesting, um, what would you call it? He, he, uh, he proposes some interesting problems, some complex problems that I would need to really dissect and figure out what's my best plan of attack to kind of neutralize him and get the W, you know, I, I was surprised at the end of his post-fight speech, he actually didn't call anybody out, he kind of just said anyone from two to four, because obviously, Rob Font was ranked five, he's now going to be five, both these guys coming off losses to Jose Aldo, and then for them to, I mean, he just beat Frankie Yeager and Davey Grant, but before that, he lost to Jose Aldo. That was back in 2020 of December. And Rob Font just lost to Jose Aldo the one fight before this, and that was in 2021 of December. So last year, December. Oh, that was that long ago. Oh, no, that wasn't that long. It's 2022. Wow. I'm in a brand, I'm in a vortex right now. 2022. So 2021. So a couple of months ago, he lost to Jose Aldo, now losing to Cheeto Vera. Um, tough fight, man. That just goes to show what the division is like, and anyone can win on any given day. And it's a game of inches, man. The guy was winning the entire round of two, and then that's when it, things started to take a huge U-turn. And then round three, starting to come back, and then again a huge deter, uh, detour or U-turn, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> and 
Cheeto just looked great. Those calf kicks are a problem. His head kicks are a problem. He throws tricky front kicks because he's long. He has tricky hook kicks that he's not. He just showed, and he's got a pretty solid wheel kick that he um, try to use as well. And he's just kick heavy, kind of like myself. I'm a very kick heavy person. I, I think that's an interesting matchup and a guy I've been keeping my eye on for a very long time since we first met each other at the UFC athlete retreat when I think he was just coming off of the Ultimate Fighter. Um, Latin America, uh, it was him, myself, Volante, we were at the pool, and Volante was kind of like instigating beef, like, you guys should fight each other kind of thing, and this was like back in 2016, I think it was, or 2016, I think, yeah, and, you know, he gave me respect, it was like, hey, man, like, all respect in the world, like, you know, eventually, you know, I'm not there right now, but, you know, one day, we might have to fight each other, but it's no, he's like, it's all love, no problem, that type of thing. And uh, I said, yeah, that's just the way the game goes. We're not like training partners. We're not best friends. Um, you're cool. I don't got to hate you. And I know you're a tough dude, and I'm a tough dude, and we're eventually both going to get to the top. And, uh, yeah, we, we, we're we both here. So interesting to see what happens for him next. I mean, I would like to see him fight a Piotr Jan, unless they're going to do Jan versus Aldo too. That doesn't really make sense to me. Or they can, yeah, because I do believe TJ's more than likely a shoo-in to get the next fight with myself. So then you have Jan and you have Sanhagen, and I can see Cheeto fighting either one of those two guys. And then you have Jose Aldo. I don't know what they're going to do with him. I mean, I like Aldo versus Dominic Cruz. I think that's a great fight. And then you have Marab. So it's a crazy positioning to see what's going to happen with this division. And then you got Cody Garbrandt. Looking to get back in the mix at 135. So there's a there's a lot of depth to this division. Again, I just want to make sure I'm being super clear. Great fight for Cheeto Vera. He did his homework. Um, that shell defense, it works really, really well until you get a guy who starts to implement grappling. Um, and then guys, like even like his fight with Frank Yeager, like if Frank Yeager still was had his durability, he wins that fight. I mean I mean, obviously, let me, let me be clear, though. That front kick, anyone who gets clipped with that front kick is probably going down. But there was glimpses in the fight sporadically throughout it. Like, I don't want to say sprinkled out throughout the first and second round where Frankie would get touched and he would look like he was on rocked legs super, super early. But if you get a guy who's a little bit more durable, maybe he's not standing there to, you know, it's just there's, there's just a lot of um, variabilities in this. In those type of situations, those type of matchups. So, I don't know. Cheeto's got a very fun style. He's got a tough style to beat. Um, and he's good off of his back. You can't hang out in his guard where he can try to control your posture and start landing elbows because he's long for the weight class. And I think that's the that's the, the problem that's going to happen for a lot of these guys. When you start to get to the upper echelon of the division, guys start to get longer. Um, and in terms of reach, and I think both those guys both had 70 and 71 71 and a half for Rob Font in his reach with his arms. And then for Cheeto, I think he's a 70. I'm a 71. So the the higher up you get, the the bigger these frames on these band and weights start to get. And those are going to pose some interesting problems for a lot of people. And you got Piotr Jan. I think his reach is a 67. Jose Aldo is a 71. So you know what I mean? So those are the things that you got to start to look at and break down. Who's going to be able to use those gifts better to implement their game plan and get the win. But again, congrats to Chito. Now, this co-main event, Andre Lasky versus Jay Collier. There is, for me, man, all respect to Andre Lasky, but how in the heck 
did anyone score it for him to win this fight? I, I did not understand that whatsoever. I thought Jake clearly won rounds one and two. And con or the control time, the knees against the fence. And it, I just, I'm just looking at it like they're both landing, I want to say semi-equal amount of strikes, but it looked like Collier was landing the cleaner strikes. I don't know. So I, it was kind of a weird one for me. Um, I wish I could see what the scorecards actually was. Two people in the world saw Farlowski, but happened to be judges, LOL, at Not A Robbery. It was a robbery. So people, people are actually upset about that one. I mean, watching it live, a lot of us thought that he kind of got stiffed a little bit. I'm not saying like he ran away with the, uh, giving him a beating, but I thought he definitely won rounds one and two. And in round three, you made the case for Arlowski. But uh, it is what it is. It's some of those things, sometimes it just happens like that. It's just, yeah, that's the game. Um, a couple notables I want to just post out. I'm not going to do a super long podcast because we're about to head to the beach. Well, Beach Club. Ilya Beach Club. Shout out to J-Rod. We're about to come hang out over there. Uh, you have Joe Anderson, Brito over Andre Philly. Wow. That was devastating. Now, with him, I just want to say he was an underdog coming into this fight from what I remember. And I was shocked by that. Extremely shocked for the reasons of he had a tough, I don't want to say a tough debut fight, but his fight... He just got exhausted over Bill Algio, and both guys were exhausted and fighting on fumes later in that second and third round. And I thought if he controls his gas tank, he's a problem. The guy's a jacked brick house. That guy hits you, you're going night-night. And for him to take out a guy like Andre Feely, who's fought some of the best guys in the world in the UFC already, um, he, beat, he lost to Brito. Daniel Pineda, that was a accidental eye poke, no contest. He lost to Bryce Mitchell by um, decision. Bryce Mitchell now ranked, and I think, in that top six, top five of uh, the UFC featherweight division. So just goes to show the type of guys he's in there with. He beat Charles Jordan by split. He lost to Sadiq Youssef in a really tough fight. He beat Marais, Shaman Marais. He beat Miles Jury. So it's a, it's a tough one, man. I could only imagine how he's feeling right now after, obviously, an accident. I put coming off a loss, and then to lose like this, the way he did was, it's got to suck, you know, mentally. But Feely's been on this side of the the map before. Actually, not in the UFC where he's had two back-to-back -back losses. Not that I'm seeing when I'm looking at his record right now. Uh, so this could be a, a real mental gut check for him to see where he's at and to see if he can actually bounce back. Because it's, it's one thing to just lose. It's another thing to lose like that. And to lose to a guy who's only had two fights in the UFC coming off the contender series, that could be a tough one to swallow. But, um, you know, that's why we got to go out there and fight because we never know what's going to happen. But at the same time, I do think he's still talented enough if, he's, if his heart is still in it. He can make a bounce back and uh, go back on another run. And he's only 31, so he's got some time still. I'm 32. Um, Grant Dawson over Jared Gordon. I have to give tip my hat to Dawson. Beautiful performance. We I already knew going in. Gordon could get the upset, but the only way he's doing that if he can keep this guy off of his back and try to break him with pressure and get this guy tired. Almost did it. Dawson did a great job where he needed to um, survive, where he needed to tie it up. Jared, where he needed to. Jared was trying his best. 
Um, when he had his when he had his back taken, he did as best as he could in that first round. Had had back control for maybe like two and a half, three minutes. It felt like, and then the second round, he was able to escape and kind of put the pressure on on Dawson a little bit later on in that round. And then the third round, he tried to do what he could do, but eventually Dawson was able to take him down, find it back again, and put on what he calls um, the pouty baby choke. I got to actually review that because I thought that was pretty damn slick how he went elbow to elbow. I just got to see exactly where he's getting the pressure points to to really cut off that carotid artery or um, if it's more of a, like a trachea choke or something like that. So I'm interested to see how he did that and uh, see if I could take some notes. Um, Darren Elkins, great job for him getting a, a – Good win over Tristan Connolly. I thought it was going to be a little bit more competitive than that from Tristan. Tristan is a dog. Um, he beat Michelle Pereira at 170. That goes to just show like how tough this dude is. Um, nasty Canadian. And uh, Darren Elkins, what can you say? He's just a guy, tough savage that's been around forever. Tristan Connolly is 36 years old. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. But he's now on a two-fight losing skid to Darren Elkins and Pat Sabatini, both by decision. Darren Elkins... That was his last fight on his contract, as he made no, um, known on his post-fight interview. He's 37. He lost a cup Swanson before this, and before that, he was on a two-fight win streak. And before that, he was on a four-fight losing skid. Volkanovski, Ricardo Lamas, Ryan Hall, then Nate Landwehr, and then won two in a row, and then lost to Swanson, now picking up a win over Tristan Connolly. Um... Alexander Romanov, great win for him. Francisco um, Francisco for uh, Figueroa. Davison Figueroa's younger brother. I think younger brother. I'm just going to say brother. He gets a nasty knee bar submission. He's 32 years old. Slick. Nathan Levy, what a freaking scrap that was. Super fun to watch. I didn't get to watch the Gina Manzani fight. I'm going to try to watch that. Oh, damn, there's a finish. <sighs> Round two from back mount. That sucks. Yeah, so... Nathan Levy had an all-out war. That was an insane, insane fight. Fun fight to watch, though. Um, but, yeah, that's it. So, other than that, man, guys, I'm about to head out of here. We're about to go to um, the Ilya Beach Club over at Virgin Hotel. Go check that place out if you've never been. It's a great time. Um, until next time, as always, if you like my shit, subscribe to my shit or spinning back fist, baby. I'll see you guys later. Peace.